How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Foo Show. I'm your host, Coach Ali Foo Show. In this week's episode, we will be talking about the stupidest things that I've seen in commercial gyms. Now, it might seem mean for me to use the word stupid right away. And yeah, it's not a pleasant word. It is relatively harsh to say the word, say the word stupid. But trust me, as I talk about these mistakes, as I talk about these occurrences that I've um, unfortunately observed in multiple commercial gyms and this is not I'm not gonna name drop the uh, gym per se or all the gyms because almost every big gym you will see mistakes like these and it's just very again unfortunate to hear I've talked about unfortunate happenings in the past when it comes to uh, different commercial gyms different personal trainers and this is going to be a follow-up episode because there are just it just happens way too often. Um, speaking of stupid things, I wanna before I talk about the things that I've observed, I wanna talk about something that was very annoying that happened to me and a college friend of mine. Um, that last week we were working out in this one gym. If you guys know what gym I'm uh, currently a member of, I'm not the coach there. I'm just a member of. Um, I was working out with uh, my friend. He is, you know, he, he works out, he knows how to work out. But of course, as a friend, I said, hey, let's work out together. Let's have, uh, you know, a gym buddy session. Like, you know, let's go through the same workout or let's just go through something. And since he, he's been working out at his home gym um, for the past how many years already. So it's his first time in a commercial gym. So I just wanted to help him out. It's not a coaching session. Sure, I'm a coach. I'm a personal trainer uh, outside of, you know, this gym that I went to. It's just that, you know, um, when I'm with a gym friend, I can give some tips, right? And I've been doing this in a lot of branches of this commercial gym. I've been going, I've been to probably 10 plus branches of this chain, of this, you know, gym franchise. And I've been training with my friends, with my wife to the same degree. It's never a full on coaching session. It's just that we're working out. We're doing the same workout together sometimes. I give them some tips. I'll be like, hey, slow down your negative. Oh, wait, try to pause your rep. Sure, those are, you know, tips, but it's not like it's a full coaching session. And then, so I'm just going to rant before I go on with the uh, full episode. And then in the middle of our workout, I get a call from the headquarters or the like or the home branch or the HQ of this gym chain asking hey is this you know uh alfredo fusho i just reported or it has come to our attention that you are coaching in this certain branch i was like what i'm just working out with my friend uh, like a college friend that i've known for actually close to a decade by now um what seems to be the problem then they said oh sir because i'm coach Kausapin ko na lang yung management sa branch na to. Then I went to the, I went up to this office and I was like, um, excuse me po, may nag-complain ba para sa akin? And then like, oh nga sir, kasi nag-coaching yata kayo, etc. For me, I really try, because of course, this person's just trying to do their job. I completely understand that. But in my head, I was falsely accused of um going against the contract because of course when they called me asserts against contract the coach blah 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 but yeah i am a coach but i'm not coaching i wasn't coaching in that session i was just being a gym buddy 
it's not a paid yeah, that, that's the biggest thing it's not a paid session it's just two friends working out together so that's the thing that really annoyed me so i went up to the office of this branch i asked like if there what, what was the issue sir kasi coach then i said no i'm just working out with my friend my voice to be honest was kind of heated at this point because it's been years already that i've been a member in this franchise and I've, it's been dozens of times with different people that I just you know casually work out with them to the same degree that I was working out with a friend right now and then they accuse me of going against the contract that I signed like like that every member signs that there's no external coaching there's no etc so it's just really annoying then she said she kept on accusing or she, she kept on forcing it this um, manager or whoever, whatever, whoever she was, kept on forcing. Because sir, you're coach, kayo, like, hindi nga, like, pero coach kayo sa uh, sa labas. Then I said, oh, coach ako, pero hindi ako nag coach ngayon. Hindi kasi sir, blah, blah. so then I kept on explaining. It was just a back and forth that it's not a paid session. It's not even a session. It's just two friends working out. It was just really annoying. Um, I'm just ranting. I'm just using this episode, the intro of this episode, to rant about this because it's it's really bad. Like for me now, the image of this gym is just you know, and maybe of course it's just that branch, and maybe it's just that manager at that certain time. So it's it's wrong for me to say that oh every branch is like you know mean like this, like friends can't work out together anymore. I can't say that. It's just that it's really annoying. It really really got to me because I was just having an honest session, a uh, workout session with a friend no transaction was made it was just two friends working out together so now i'm scared to go to any other branch now to you know to work out the same way that i did before with a friend because isn't that the isn't that's what i mentioned in a previous podcast that a previous ep- episode that it's nice to work out with a friend here in the philippines that's more fun uh, talking like the sense of competition or just helping each other out but of course now it was taken away from me and I'm just being dramatic. I just really, really wanted to share that. And I thought that it would be in theme with today's episode of the stupidest things that I've observed in commercial gyms. Let's go on to the list. I basically, I just have three things that I really want to talk about. The very first one that is extremely annoying. And I'm, I'm going to use the word annoying. And this is, as I say this, this is not to blame i'm not blaming the members i'm not blaming the people who are not that you know i guess well versed or educated when it comes to working out when it comes to you know uh, exercising because of course look, 90 plus percent of people don't know how to properly exercise and that's perfectly fine that's just the way it is which is precisely why the occupation or the profession of you know a personal trainer came to exist to help people that do not know how to work out to teach them to work out that's the point and what's annoying is that there are some so-called professional personal trainers the number one thing that i've observed that one of the mistakes that they made or they consistently do is that they overspot Overspotting is definitely one of the stupidest things that I've seen in a commercial gym. And I've seen it in multiple branches, or sorry, multiple um, gym names, g- multiple franchises. There's no gym that has escaped this, unfortunately. Um, overspotting. What is overspotting? Overspotting is when a coach is basically doing half the work for the client. The first instance that I've observed overspotting would be. I think this is probably over five years ago. It was a, 
uh, I was gonna, oh, I almost said the name of the gym, but I saw a coach. He was basically, oh, he, he, the coach made his client do a lat pull down. If you guys aren't familiar, it's where you're sitting down. There's a bar or some handles. You're seated on a, a bench with some padding, and then you pull the weight stack or you pull the machine. And of course, to those of you who already know what the lat pull down is, I just explained it very simply. But in that machine, your job as the person who's going to do the exercise is to pull the weight with your own strength. If your personal trainer or if your coach is basically doing half the work for you, then what's the point of you sticking to that weight? For example, if the weight was 100 pounds on the weight machine, and then you as the member, you as the client are struggling to do it, why are you or why is the coach forcing you to still do 100 pounds? Why not just do 70? Why not just do like eight or like 60, 70 or 80 pounds, a fraction of the weight that's there or a weight specifically? Why don't you just do a weight that you can actually do that you don't need an overspotting? And of course, that's not the mistake of the member. That is not the mistake of the client. It is just the personal trainer for some reason they want to overspot. That is extremely stupid because what's going to happen? Well, um, if it's the lat pull down, uh, I've seen it in the lat pull down. I've seen it in the chest press. I've unfortunately seen it recently in the bench press. This is can this unfortunately can be applied to machines, free weights. Um, actually, just primarily it like free weights in machines where overspotting is a real issue in the sense that it's potentially going to hurt the person. So for example, let's talk about the bench press because I think um, among a lot of these exercises, the bench press is wherein it becomes a little more risky or dangerous to overspot. Let's say that the client can only lift 100 pounds on the bench press by himself or by herself. And then the trainer loads 130 pounds and they want to do, and then they want this client to do five or 10 reps of this. And then of course, since their max is only hundred and the bar has 130, and then they're going to lift it up and down. They're going to be over their client, lifting it with their hands, with their shoulders, with their arms. And what's the point? I'm, I'm trying to think of the rationale on why a coach would do this. Is it so that the client can feel like, oh, you're doing so well. Look, you, lift, you lifted 100 pounds long before. Now you're able to do 135 or 150. So just because of that change, despite the coach basically doing half the work for the client, it's going to make them think that they're progressing more. But in, all, in, like, in actuality, it's just a pointless and potentially dangerous exercise. So that is exactly why this is the first thing that I mentioned as like one of the stupidest things that I've observed in a gym because of the risk factor, because of the unnecessary overworking. Because of course, even though if the coach will be doing half the work, the client also has to put some work in and it's going to be work that they're not prepared to do so yet. If they can only lift 100 pounds and that's their honest maximum effort, why the hell would you be using 130 or 150 at the risk of hurting them? That's just really pointless. And some people, especially for bodybuilders, I know that there is such an approach as forced reps. That is wherein um, somebody would spot you or like spot you a lot towards the end of a set. Specifically, let's talk about the... 
let's talk about the bicep curl because it's an easier example. Let's say you're gonna do 10 reps of a heavier weight and then you want to do some, and then just to force it for the last set or the last two sets, you want to do 15 reps. What you can do or what your spotter can do is lift it up for you and then help you do a negative. Lift it up and then help you do it. Uh, sorry, you will be the spotter. Let me correct myself. The spotter will help you lift it all the way up and then you'll be doing the negative, the slow negative by yourself. So that is what we would call a forced rep. And there are, of course, variations of that depending on which exercise you'll be doing. But generally speaking, that is a valid way for body, uh, a, valid, a valid approach for bodybuilding, but it's not going to be done for every single set or it's not advised to be done every single set. And it's especially not advised if it's if you're the trainee or the client is not even a bodybuilder. What if it's just somebody? What and okay, the most recent instance that I've seen this, um, which is very recent, just a few months ago, a this was a female coach with um a female client, and this client is not a bodybuilder. This client is not a powerlifter. This client is just somebody who wants to live a healthier, stronger, active life. You know, general fitness. So why would you make this person lift um, heavier than their actual bench press? Literally, I was watching this. I, I was there in that gym floor um, watching this female coach lifting the bar for their client up and down. Like basically the coach was doing like reverse curls while the client was struggling. Form was all over the place. Her mouth, uh, her head, her shoulders, her body was shrieking everywhere to really try to push it up. What's the point? You're just going to risk um, that person getting hurt because of the um, excessive weight that's under excessive stress, excessive weight that's on their joints right now. And on top of that, just the really shitty form to begin with. And as you all should know by now, shitty form plus a weight that shouldn't be lifted for your current strength level is eventually going to spell disaster for your general joint health um, or general health in, you know, in general. So why do that so that is exactly why if you guys see this in the gym and if you're tough enough i'm unfortunately i don't want to be confrontational because of course i just that's just me um but i think i should especially if it's really going to endanger somebody's um fitness workout fitness journey i guess i'll try to work on that i'll try to be more confront uh confrontational but not like an asshole that's the challenge but i guess I'll try it out for myself. So if you guys see overspotting or if you feel like the coach that you have right now is overspotting you, it might be worth considering to talk through it to understand if it's really necessary for you. Probably not. And maybe and what are the other options that you can consider? All right. So that's the first thing to really talk about overspotting for a long for like how many minutes? Because it's a real thing. And I'm pretty sure if you guys have been going to a commercial gym for how many years now, I'm pretty sure you've seen this a good number of times. Trust me, it's it's actually very, very common to see. <sighs> the next thing, <laughs> so I'm just getting, getting angry. I, mean, I, I decided to make an episode of the stupidest things ever. And obviously, there will be some anger or frustration as I speak, of all of, speak about this. This one... Um, this one is not in the fault now of a personal trainer because normally I would see this for people who work out by themselves. And I know 
as I mentioned a while ago, peop- a lot of people don't know what they're doing. And it's just, this is the th- one of the things that happens quite a lot. And I hope that people can hear it, this out or maybe you can share it with somebody who actually does this and in the hope that they will stop doing this mistake because it's not going to do, it's not going to grant them any merit, which is doing one inch range of motion movements. And I've seen this just recently, again, probably last week, wherein somebody would go, this one person, this one individual, I don't want to bash him because, of course, he's not a personal trainer. He's not an advanced lifter. He's somebody who's just starting out. And I'm not calling this person stupid. I'm just saying that this motion or this um, habit or this approach is what is stupid. Hopefully, I'm I'm pretty sure that guy's not a listener of the podcast, but hopefully he... uh, Here's the better way or the smarter approach of going through a fuller range of motion. Because in general, the fuller your range of of motion, the more benefit or the more potential it is for you to get stronger, to get more mobile, to get bigger muscles. Or basically, every fitness benefit can be um, acquired through a healthy range of motion in almost all lifts. So once again, this person was doing a one-inch range of motion. So for the chest press, he sat down, heavy weights. He didn't even warm up. That's another thing. He didn't even warm up. He, I saw him. He just walked into the gym, sat down in the, the hammer strength, chest press, and then he just did. If you guys are watching or listening this in Spotify, you have no idea what I'm doing. But for those on YouTube, you will have the luxury or the privilege of me of seeing me just doing pumping my arms literally an inch at a time. And no joke, he probably did 30 reps. 30 reps of one inch range of motion, one inch ROM chest presses. And I was like, damn, man. And of course, he did like three or four sets of that, rested for a bit, and then he went towards the shoulder press. Exact same thing. Actually, it's a bit different. So he would press it all the way up because that machine, it was by his shoulders already. So he did one heavy rep. And then he did the other 29 by just pumping his arms in the air. It was, it was funny. It was really funny. But of course, in the b- back of my head, I really wanted to approach him. And I'm trying to work on that. But he looked like the guy that was so set in his ways. He looked like he was like late 30s or maybe like mid 40s. That I feel like if he saw a, somebody approach him who is not a member of, uh, not a staff of that gym, he probably would just, you know, shake my advice away or like nod it away. Well, but if it's somebody else, I think I'll probably be more confident in confronting this person. But um, I'll try to work on it. And the next thing, after the shoulder press, he went to the leg press. And as you guys would guess, didn't he, just, he didn't even check the weight. He just sat down. He lifted the leg press off the spotter pins or spotter arms. And then he just did one inch leg presses. I was really scared of him because the weight was kind of heavy. No warm-up whatsoever. I was waiting uh, or I was anticipating that maybe something bad might happen. Thankfully, nothing did. But the reason why I wanted to mention this is because I want people to make sure that when they go to the gym, that the time and the effort that they are dedicating to the gym will actually benefit them. Because I will say almost without a doubt, there's zero benefit to doing one-inch range of motion for um, example, the chest, or basically every movement. It's extremely, it's an extreme waste of time to do these 
I was going to say quarter rips. It's not even a quarter rip. It's not a half rip. It's just a one inch rip. Avoid doing this. You're going to think that you're progressing because, oh, look, I'm able to do 30 reps of 100 kilos in the chest press, etc. But if you were to look at it, it's definitely not quality. It's not even anything. You're just going to risk your joints getting hurt because you're lifting a weight that you shouldn't be lifting. So if you know anyone who does one inch range of motions, um, please let them know that they should stop. And if you see somebody in the gym, be better than me and actually approach them uh, to let them know that there's a safer and a more uh, cost-effective way to do their workouts. The last thing that I wanted to talk about, which I kind of talked, um, kind of mentioned already in the first one when I talked about overspotting, this one would be poor exercise selection. This can be observed in many, many different scenarios. And I mentioned that I kind of, you know, talked about it a bit a while ago, is that I saw this female trainer, I'll just say, sorry, I saw this trainer and this client, they were um, lifting the bench, they were doing the bench press. But this, again, this person that has no, I'm going to say, it, of course, it might be a bold claim, sure, but this person has no right to bench press or this person should not. Okay, that's the better way to phrase it. This person should not be even doing the bench press in the first place because this person is not a power lifter, is not a bodybuilder, and on top of that, the weight that you know she was lifting was heavier than it was supposed to because of the overspotting. So in that one instance, there were two things that annoyed me: the overspotting and the poor exercise selection. So let's talk about let's take it case by case, I guess. Let's talk about the bench press. The bench press is a great exercise because it's you know it's a good uh, one of the best upper body exercises. You can work on your chest, your shoulders, your triceps, your stabilization um, of your shoulders, your coordination. It's a great movement, and on top of that, another reason why it's a very popular movement is because it's a great, it's easy, or it's generally easy to track how much you progress. Because a lot of people when they're beginning. Um, they start with an empty bar. So let's talk in kilos. They start with 20 kilos. Then after how many weeks, months, and years, they're going to be 60 kilos, 100 kilos, or 100, ki uh, 100 plus kilos. And that's a great way to, to let yourself know that, wow, I've made progress. Wow, I'm so much better and stronger than when I first came to this gym. And just like any other big compound movement, that's something that you will definitely experience. Progressive overload. I mean, of course, if you plan it well, um, and that will give you a good sense that you are progressing. Great. But as great or as amazing the bench press is, I think we can all agree that not everyone should be doing it. Because even though it has all these benefits, there is quite a steep... Yeah, it's not that steep, but there is definitely... I'll use the word steep, yeah. There is a steep learning curve because there are some movements comparatively that give you the same benefit, uh, like roughly the same benefit, roughly the same stimulus that you don't, it doesn't require the same amount of thought or the same amount of time to really perfect your form. Now, a specific example is if we're going to compare the bench press versus the push-up. Both of them are horizontal pushes, horizontal presses that will work your chest, shoulders, and triceps. Um, but the bench press is a lot harder to learn. And if your client is a 40, 50, 60-year-old individual, 
man or woman, etc. Why would you make them do bench press on their very first session? I've seen it. I've seen. I've. I've. I've unfortunately observed it. People doing the bench press when they can't even do a single push up on the floor. That's one of the ways I go about it. Like somebody shouldn't bench press if they're not strong enough to do push ups, and that's the reason why I have that rule is because if they don't have the base enough fitness to move their own body weight why will they be able why what makes you think that they'll be strong and coordinated enough to do the bench press sure there are some people that are extremely obese that can do push-ups on the floor then fine make them work on incline push-ups because that's going to help set them up to get you know the same stimulus of getting a stronger shoulders triceps and uh, chest without the stress of making them learn a more complicated exercise and sure people might think what do you mean like what are you saying that the bench press is complicated all you have to do is lie down and push the bar sure you can just lie down and push the bar but when the weight gets heavier you have to be a lot more specific with your technique you have to be a little more no you have to be a lot more precise with how every inch of your range of motion um, is traveling how every inch of your body is positioned against the bench not to the extent um, to how powerlifters do it when their range of motion is purposefully limited so, so that they can lift more weight that's in the context of powerlifting competitions wherein their advice or within their own rules they can go for those range of motions but for somebody who wants to who is after general fitness they literally have no is that the right way to phrase it? They have no right to bench press, but they shouldn't be. Because if their goal is to just get fitter, then make them do something else that's not as complicated. Because their goal is not to bench press 100 kilos. Their goal is to be healthier. So why pick a, a very complicated exercise when there are a lot simpler ones that can give them the same benefit and it's a lot easier for them and it's a lot more of it's a lot more feasible for them to be consistent with it. And if they're consistent with it, then there's more progress. So over, there's, it's just an overall better situation, better choice to go for an easier variation like the push-up versus the uh, bench press. So that's why poor exercise selection is something. Okay, if you want something else, something that I've been observing again for how many years already, I guess inverse of what I mentioned a while ago, Nah, if I said pick the easier one, sometimes coaches take that to the extreme where they're just going to pick the easiest thing they can teach, but it's probably not the best thing for that client. For example, so there's a lot of like, um, I guess, exemptions or there are a lot of instances where in taken to the extreme, it becomes the exact opposite. So a while ago, I said pick push-ups over the bench press because it's easier. But sometimes, or actually often, people, coaches pick the movements that are too easy because they don't want to teach at all, even though if it won't, and it won't grant them anything. So it's kind of complicated, but let me give you an example. The, uh, something that I see quite often is that coaches would give or would prescribe the dumbbell front raise, wherein the client would be standing up or sitting down actually, They'll have a dumbbell on each hand or they can hold one dumbbell, one kettlebell or one plate and then they'll do the front raise which is basically extending your arm forward and then lowering it up and down. That's the front raise. 
That is a great exercise for building your front deltoid. But again, if we were going to place it in the context of a 30, 40, 50, 60-year-old person who just wants to be fitter, and of course, when it comes to talking about fitness, posture is a very uh, important factor. Why would you make an office worker or why would you make somebody who sits down 8, 10, 12 hours a day do the front raise over and over again in every single workout when you know that if you don't address the issue of their weak shoulder, shoulder girdles, shoulder scapular, whatever you want to call it, why will you not fix their upper back, their rear delts, their lats, their traps, their rhomboids, basically every muscle in the upper back? Why do you not address that and why do you make them do the front raise which is only going to make the problem worse if somebody keeps on doing the front raise sure they're going to have stronger front shoulders which is going to make the difference in strength of their front and rear shoulder even greater now with that greater strength difference a greater imbalance that's when somebody or that's when people would potentially have um, joint injuries. So example, here, if you have strong, sh- uh, strong front shoulders and weak rear shoulders, that's how injuries happen because the, and through time, as you keep on doing the front, it's not going to hurt you in the first session. It's not going to hurt you in the first month. But if you keep on making that problem or increasing the discrepancy of your sterile joint balance, and then your shoulders are going to pull you forward, pull you forward because this is getting stronger. The front is getting stronger and the rear is being unattended to. And then boom because you wanted to teach them an easy exercise that's too easy and it's against what their goals were you just made them have poor shoulder health poor posture and a less um less functional um way of life which is literally the opposite of what they wanted when they signed up with you really annoying so poor exercise selection is again one of the stupidest things it's harder harder to catch as opposed to example, overspotting, because the moment you see it, oh, that's overspotting. If you see a one inch range of motion lifter, oh, that's so easy to spot. And that's very inefficient or very oh, a waste of your time. When it comes to poor exercise selection, I think it's only like some of the coaches that can really catch this and be like, and think about it. What can, why is this person doing it? Is there any real benefit thinking about the context? So that's the one that's a bit harder to catch. But nonetheless, it is still pretty unfortunate on how common it is that you can see this that you can observe this to happen in commercial gyms and hopefully like these things and as the internet um you know gets bigger and bigger more people are getting more information online whether that be youtube tiktok ig facebook spotify so then that's exactly if you guys are new to this um podcast i am Hi, I'm Coach Ali Fusho. <laughs> I'm a coach who wants to really just keep on putting out um, information that can potentially help at least one. one uh, I, I'm happy to hear that I know that some of these episodes have helped a lot of people. Um, but I just want people to get better because I hate, it, I hate walking into the gym and I hate seeing people waste their time. And I just want hopefully some people would see at least one episode in this and after they listen or after they watch it, in the hope that they absorb the information and learn from it and apply it to their own workouts or apply it to their friends' workouts in the hope that they get become better. So yeah, again, the major things would be overspotting, 
one inch range of motion and poor exercise selection. Like some, I guess, um, what's it, what do you call that? The one, the one that you would want to mention, but it's not really part of the list, like a top 10 list, but um, honorable mentions. There we go. Uh, these are just annoyances for me. I hate it when there are weird supersets that don't make sense. And of course, if you're in a rush, you can perfectly, you know, do whatever superset that you'd want. But the, like the reason one I saw a while ago, or not like the other day, was that somebody would, a coach made their client do a pec fly. And then right after they made them do high knees. And that was the superset. I mean, that's great. You're going to have stronger pecs and a bit more endurance. But why in that context? It's not necessarily stupid. It's just making me wonder on what was the thought process when that happened. So again, honorable mention because it's not that stupid anyway. Or it's not pointless uh, to begin with. This one I'll talk about because of course I'm a coach. I feel like I have, I can share the annoyances that I would see, observe in other coaches. I hate it when coaches are on their phones all the time. Um... I'll start off by saying that when I'm doing my own sessions, if I get a message, example from my wife or from my, my family, and then I look at the message, if it's not urgent, I literally just look at it. Or actually, that's another reason why I love my watch is because I can see the message. If it's not urgent, then of course, I just let the message go. I only get my phone out and reply um, if ever it's you know something like urgent or an example, uh, emerg like emergency or something that requires a, it's that's more time pressured. But I hate it when I've seen coaches basically in their one-hour session with this client, basically, what, 45 minutes they were on the phone and the other 15 minutes they were instructing and demoing. And then while the client is actually doing the workout, they're on their phones. That's just really annoying. Another thing that I've observed is I know that there are different gym cultures between each gym. I think I talked about this in a previous episode. But I just hate it when, and this is just me personally, this is a personal preference. Na. Um, I hate it when some clients are too casual with their, with their clients. I'm, ca I'm casual with some of my clients in the sense that I've been training them for years. So um, I don't have to be like super duper formal. It's just that I hate it when there's this group or there's this sorry there's this trainer and their client and then this trainer literally was saying putang ina bilisan mo like put as in he was cursing the entire time pinapagalitin uh, niya pati yan kasi ginaganyan mo and I know some people love that it's just that if you're in this big franchise gym wherein etiquette is supposed to be you know shared throughout this um the environment why are you literally cursing in that sense? As in, you're, of course, you're not directly cursing your client, but to say, puta na, to say, gago ka ba, or say, anong kwentang, or walang kwentang galaw yan. Like, why would you do that? You are supposed to be a coach that will, you know, I mean, of course, for sure, there's some sense of respect, but in a professional environment, why would you act like that? Again, that's just me because I will never be like that to a paying client. I'll never curse surrounding the uh, the um, the training or the workout session itself because that's just unprofessional. That's literally unprofessional to be that casual with one of your clients. That's, that's, that's just an annoying thing. I'm just going to 
honorably mention it because I feel like that's something that's just going to potentially harm the training relationship down the line. Again, some people like it. I just think it's not something that should be applied, especially if you're in the professional scenario. If you're doing it in your own gym, your own private gym, and then just the only you two in the in the that private gym of yours, then like, go ahead, do whatever you want. But wherein there's a full fully packed gym, and then the only voices that you can can be heard are putangina blusen mo blah blah blah. Uh, that's just that's just stupid, and that's precisely why I mentioned it in this week's episode of uh, the Fu Show entitled "The Stupidest Things That I've Seen in Commercial Gyms." So yeah, that's about it. Um, if you guys like this episode, just like and subscribe. If you're new here in the YouTube, and please follow me or add it to your favorites on Spotify if you're new. That was it. That was episode 19 of the Fu Show. I'll see you guys next week for episode 20.